0: serious mummy Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new year of the Hometown Haunts podcast. I'm your host, Cat Loco, and along with me on this endeavor into the endless mysteries from around the world are my friends Christina Wald and Jen. Hey, Korn. hello! Yeah, happy New Year, everyone! Happy New Year! Yay! It, Yay. It's been rocky already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah. Only a weekend.
0: Yeah, it's it's been. It was a long vacation or a long holiday. How, how, how did you spend your holidays? I was
2: at my sister's. Uh, my brother surprised us and came home from Aww. Utah. So we got to see oh, yeah, him. Cause we got
1: to meet him. Christina Aww. got to meet him.
2: He came to a, a party because he, he didn't really tell us he was coming home. Oh, so it was a nice little
1: surprise.
2: Cause we haven't yeah, seen him in up. a while. Okay. Um,
1: I was surprised because you walked up and you were like, this is my brother. And it's like, wow.
2: Well, yeah. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to see him, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you're not going to tell me you're coming, I'm not dropping Mm -hmm. my plans. True. (laughs) And I wanted to see everybody at the party. So there. Okay. It was fun. New Year's. uh, My friend Christine came over and we went out and Mm -hmm. uh, had fun. And then I've been in my
1: pajamas ever since.
0: Well, that sounds lovely.
1: Because <laughs> I haven't left the house. <laughs> we had a very nice Christmas and New Year's. That's good. Yeah, I mean, Troy's parents have moved a lot closer, so we didn't have to drive very far to go visit them. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of had a gaming New Year's. We played board games all New Year's Eve, and it was really fun. No. I won the first one, which, even, which was even funner. But I was falling asleep during the second one. <laughs> yeah. So, But it was it was a lot of fun. No, a nice break and I've been trying to finish a book cover, which I did get finished, uploaded a couple days ago and um, I'm trying to finish another book. So, mm-hmm. I've been working pretty intently.
0: Good. Yeah. That's good. Well, let's see. We had a very quiet, low-key holiday season where yeah. we just stayed here and basically explored the area, went to some new restaurants, went to a lot of zoos, saw a lot of Animals, and then I dyed my hair pink. So oh, we
1: can barely it, tell. It looks your white,
0: red, yellow. Yellow yeah. White. yeah, but it is it is a dark Yay. pink. So oh,
2: it's so pretty. Thank yeah, you. it's pretty.
0: I like it a lot. I look like a strawberry now. Yeah, um, it's my just
2: roots are showing. That's why.
0: Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I think we should dye green. Should, dye green. should dye
1: green for
0: Frogman. My oh. Jen or me?
1: Both would be good, but but you should dye your hair green. For... I know that's hard to do,
0: actually. That one's hard. My hair yeah. used to be green. Yeah. I remember. I it before... looked very nice when it was green. When I yeah. first met you, I think it was green. Yep. Well, I had it green twice. I had it green in 2016 and 17. It was a shamrock, almost light green. That oh, was my favorite cool. color on yeah. me. And then again, for the Cabinet of Curiosities, Issue two, I tied it a enchanted forest green, which was darker. Ooh, yeah. And that's I think when you remember it. Mm-hmm. And uh now right now it is a dark cherry red or pink. Oh I like it. pink. Yeah. And uh it's just uh, it's just a temporary dye on top of my copper hair. So
2: mm, okay.
0: Yeah, so it will eventually wash out and I'll have that orange ginger again. Okay. So, yeah, it's not as damaging. I didn't bleach everything. It's just yeah. I just plopped color on top of color, and they harmonized and they made this color. But and it's uh, beautiful. And it's beautiful for now. It will look like crap later. But, yeah, I
2: go next month to get my my hair done, and it's just going to be my my normal orangey reddish, mm-hmm. and the gray makes it look extremely
0: red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's I don't care. Yeah, there's gray strands in my hair now, too. And I can definitely see them because they're like, hi, I'm fuchsia. So it's just like, okay, I have more of those now than I thought. I found a gray eyebrow earlier. Yeah. yeah. That's where
1: I find most gray is in my eyebrows. I don't have that much gray in my hair yet. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have found grays
2: in other places that I'm not going to mention. It's part of being a crone. Just one. No gray in my eyebrow, though. My my one little whisker there is like silver gray. Mm-hmm. Sometimes black. Mm-hmm. I love being 45. <laughs> oh, just wait. Wait for the fun.
0: All the And time. then I have a
2: shit ton of gray hair on my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, Dad, for giving me that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what my natural hair color is anymore. I've been dyeing it for so long. So, yeah, yeah. Well, when I, I see know.
2: it against the red, it it just makes my natural color look like crap. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care. I'll be 80 and I'll be the 80 year old woman with the bright red hair.
1: Well,
0: I'll it have doesn't wrong with that?
2: Mm-mm. Yeah. If I make it that,
0: that long. I love it when I see older women that have dyed their hair like lavender. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, or pink yeah. or red or, or- yeah. Blue. One of my mom's friends used to have a short pixie cut, and she would just dye it different colors like oh, she, as she really cool. So yeah. that was fun. She was seventy five and she'd walk in with like Mountain Dew green hair. And, <laughs> it was <That's> great. Awesome. <laughs> I was like that's way that's that's how you punk. That's how yeah. you punk when you're in your seventies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just um, sure not care. Yeah. <laughs> So in a few weeks, in like six weeks or so, we have Frogman Festival. That is March 2nd. And oh. I have booked my plane ticket. I will be oh. back haunting you all in Cincinnati for uh, Loveland Frogman Festival. Oh. And I have fun news. So Corpse R Press, which is the company that I run um, that publishes comics, is debuting an all new comic book in time for frogman festival it is called frogman funnies and it is written and uh put together by tim fuller so i was an editor on it but we it is to the printers now it got approved it will be here by the end of january
2: i just saw him post on facebook that he got accepted today yes and he had the cover of that
0: yeah that's the cover for frogman Funnies, and uh it is it is I love it a lot. It, it's a great, it's just like his sham comic books. So, what he did is he took Golden Age comics, which have gone into public domain, mm-hmm. and riffed them a la Mystery Science Theater. And he has two Frogman stories, two Mothman stories, and then a variety of other strange creatures that he dug up from comic book history. <laughs> oh fun (laughs) it is so good um there were many times when i i was reading through because i edited the book but i would find myself laughing at the jokes that he wrote in place Mm -hmm. of the original copy so it was great um we hope to make more and uh yeah so it will be for sale at frogman fest starting march 2nd debuts to the world Yes. How fun. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. So I think, do we have any other news right now? Um,
1: I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Okay. Frogman Fest it is. That will be fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's in Loveland, Ohio. Same place? Not the oh, same place. It. It's not at um, Great Wolf Lodge. Okay. They've moved it. Uh, give me a second and i can look it up hopefully a bigger place maybe
1: hopefully i love their new poster
0: yeah they had the poster last year they had it you could pick it up if you were oh, i like, know
1: i bought uh oliver did it yeah i, I didn't get oliver Miner it. oliver minor did it and it was very yeah. nice
0: it's so good it's such a good example of what the frogman looks like and yes it's holding the magic wand because it's the og 1955 frogman
1: Right on, yeah. which my coloring sheet also which i'll have those at the frogman festival he's That's holding good. a wand
0: yeah um i always make it look like a breadstick whenever i illustrate the frogman but anyway uh frogman <laughs> festival is
1: probably more realistic
0: mm, it's more tasty uh, hmm. You can find it at frogmanfestival.org. More information. It's going to be at the Oasis Conference Center, and you can purchase tickets right now. So, yay!
1: Where is the Oasis Conference Center? Where I have, have no there? idea. Okay.
0: <laughs> Sorry. That was not somewhere I went to when I was ever up in Loveland. I was always staring at the bridge, looking at the river, like being downtown, trying not to die, crossing the street. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know where the Oasis Center is. Um, I've heard of it. I can't. For some reason, I'm thinking Fairfield, but I, I don't know if that's right.
1: Well, you said it's yeah. in Loveland, so it mm-hmm. must be somewhere in Loveland. Yeah.
0: Well, doors open at 930, and there are 50 unique vendors. One wow. Of them, um, selling. Christina, do you have a table?
1: I do not, but okay. I was going to give some coloring sheets that you can give away for free.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's print them out like uh, half... Sheets. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. That's not good. Kids can have them. Yeah. Uh, Kat, I still have, <laughs> I never got the books to Tim.
0: That's all right.
2: Because I'm lazy. So well, sorry. I will just keep them for Frogman. Is that okay?
0: That's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So on to the show. Rest of the show. Further down the show. <laughs> it's been a while.
1: Uh, well, now we're at the meat of the show. We're, We're at the meat of the appetizer, <laughs> and now we are going for the, the main course. Yes. yes.
0: And it's a furry one, everyone.
1: <laughs> this is
0: so I wanted to start this year off with a real fun cryptid story. And uh while I was cleaning out my studio, um, I found from a different cryptid group that I had met uh, met many, many years ago, they had compiled just stories about different cryptids from Ohio. And this was one of the stories. And I was just like, yes, this is perfect. So this is the werewolf of defiance, Ohio. Have you ever heard about this case? No. no, no. Okay. So sources for tonight's show is the Ohio Folklore Podcast, Astonishing Legends Blog, Fox 19 in Cleveland, Nick Redfern's panel at the First Annual Dogman Conference, the Toledo Blade and Crescent News, and also the information packet that I just forgot the name of. I'll have to take a photo and post it for everyone um, from our friends in Pittsburgh Paranormal. So. Okay, the Loveland Frogman wasn't the only cryptid pestering Ohioans in 1972. For a full three months that summer, the small town of Defiance, Ohio, was terrorized by a creature with woolly hair covering his entire body. At the time, it was referred to as the thing or the creature, but now we know of it as the Defiance Werewolf. In the early morning of July 25th, 1972, railroad worker Ted Davis noticed something odd. He was working for the Norfolk and Western Train Lines, also known as the NNW, as a crewman. That night, Davis was connecting an air hose between two cars, and in an interview with the Toledo Toledo Blade, he describes what he witnessed. I saw these huge, hairy feet. Then looked up and he was standing there with that big stick over his shoulder, he said. He had no time to react before the creature beamed him in the head with a two by four piece of lumber before running into the dark bushes beside the rails. That is quite an entrance. Also to note, July 25th of that year was the night of a full moon. The next encounter happened happened at the rail yard a few days later, involving Ted Davis and his colleague, Tom Jones. Both men were working in the early hours of the 30th inspecting rail car braking systems. When they witnessed the creature prowling along the rail lines between the bushes, it was startled and then ran away in an interview with the Toledo blade blade. Davis and Jones described the creature as being approximately six feet tall, with huge hairy feet and fangs, and ran side to side like a caveman in the movies. It was also added that the creature was wearing blue jeans. At first, I thought the whole thing was a big joke, but when I saw how hairy and woolly it was, that was enough for me, says Jones. The men also pointed out that all the crewmen were accounted for that night. So it was not a coworker pulling a stunt at the end of the interview. The men remember hearing screams in the distance after the creature took off. They agreed that the creature could hurt somebody and that it was in their best interest to report the creature to the police. So that's what they did. The defiance police agreed to investigate the incidents. Chief Donald, Breckler said to the news media, We don't know what to think. We didn't release it to the news media when we got the first report about a week ago, but now we're taking it seriously. We're concerned about the safety of our people. Chief Breckler goes on to say, Very hairy is the first description by each person who saw the werewolf. He went on to mention that he believes that the werewolf may be a local who was wearing a mask and had a lot of natural hair. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just the image, the cartoony image of my in my head of this werewolf is spectacular. After Chief Breckler made his statement, a third encounter with a werewolf was reported. The incident happened the same night, July 30th, as Davis and Jones's encounter a grocery clerk was driving home through defiance at 4 a.m. after his shift and the clerk witnessed an impossibly large dog-like creature run in front of him. In some accounts that I read further, it said that the, this creature was wearing blue jeans and carrying a two by four. So it's, it's a story. After the incident was reported to police, werewolf panic hit high gear in defiance. The local newspapers, the Toledo blade and defiance, Defiance Crescent News ran stories for weeks about the different sightings reported to them. However, I will note, I could not find news clippings of all these different reported instances. I only found uh, about three articles over and over again being reposted. I looked through my beautiful newspapers.com. I searched for hours trying to find any clippings from any other just around Ohio or nothing. Uh, The Toledo Blade doesn't seem to have been put into or digitized yet, and the Crescent definitely wasn't, so this was the best I could do. I I do my best to find localized when-it-happened accounts and could not. It was interesting. I couldn't find extra encounters except for hearsay on the internet, but I did find what the critics had to say. about this werewolf yes yeti um (laughs) if you hear a werewolf wookie sound that is our my dog yeti he's here with me tonight there were critics of course skeptics believed it was a prankster's running around the town in a werewolf suits and masks townsfolk also questioned the motive behind the incidents it wasn't robbery and the werewolf never approached women which was really interesting All the appearances of the werewolf were also within a two block radius around the NNW depot, causing the residents to make sure their houses were locked up at night. So at least there's that. If I see him, their werewolf, the police are going to find who he is. That's because we'll have to take him to the hospital to get the buckshot out, said Elder Rupert Figg, a local interviewed by the Crescent News. Another resident said, it doesn't worry me, I've got kids and I let them play out day and night, said another resident. As the summer slid into autumn, the stories fell away. After a heightened summer of panic, stories of werewolves subsided and life went back to normal for Defiance. Dogmen and werewolves have been reported around Ohio since then, but this was the last hurrah for the Defiance wolf or werewolf. And that is my story. Hmm.
2: Wonder why I wow. went after men.
0: I think it's a guy who worked at the railroad and he oh, just didn't like him, everybody.
2: Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. I think that's what it was. It's kind of like the the people that dress up as clowns and stand on the edge of woods and just stare at people.
0: Yeah. Now <laughs> I think so. Um, The only account, and it's the same um, article that I took the uh, I want to shoot buckshot at him quote. Um, It was another parent basically saying the only people scared of this werewolf are my own children. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm like, yeah, this sounds like definitely it left an impression on those who were kids at the Mm -hmm, time. mm -hmm. And that's why we're still getting the story to this day circulated. Because those kids are now adults, and they have their own kids and maybe grandkids by now, and they're all just retelling the story of the time there was a werewolf loose in my hometown.
1: Yeah, so in blue jeans. In, line.
0: in blue jeans, I love it. <laughs> and uh,
1: well, at least she was fashionable. Yeah, carrying
0: a two by four.
1: The only and thing so between me and did he have Calvin. mutton chops?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was seventy two, so probably.
1: Sorry, I don't know why I found that funny. You know, actually there was a lot of people, you know, in the early 70s that kind of did look like werewolves. So they just like a
0: was probably my just dad some was guy. one of them.
1: It's probably just some guy that like had a beard and was hairy.
2: You know, my yeah. dad
1: actually did not have a beard then.
2: I don't wow. know he, he kept it, but he did have the sideburns. He did have the sideburns, but later in life, he definitely was a Grizzly Adams guy. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. My father-in-law had a beard. My dad, who did work for the railroad up in Cleveland, he had the mutton chops. Mm -hmm. And then for a while he was clean shaven. And then he had the mutton chops with the mustache. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That wasn't
1: the best look on him. I was just thinking about how I don't know if anyone's been watching the Hercule Poirot uh latest movies and no the way he makes the mustache like free layered, yes. you know.
2: Gotta hate that thing. <laughs> you know, some people there's a there's a fine line between really cool hair, facial hair, and then just mm-hmm. gross facial hair. Porn, I like I the term porn stash. I don't like it. Some of them, and I guess I think it depends on the person, too. Sometimes it works for. It really does it depend doesn't depend on the
1: person. Huh? It really does depend on the person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm and laughing they're... so hard the dogs are coming to my aid.
1: Aww. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Mommy, don't yeah. laugh
0: so much. Yeah. There, there's there's oh. Chewy. Chewy! Yeah. It, it's. Oh, man, it, it the entire time when I was reading these accounts, I was just thinking of my dad in that werewolf, like the sideburns phase. Mm-hmm. And then he had a um, robe that was fake fur from the <laughs> 70s. So he would, he would like a smoking jacket. So when it was cold out, he would put this on and look like a bear. And then he had fuzzy slippers that were brown. Mm-hmm. And I was just mm-hmm. thinking of him running around with like a two by four or a stick, uh-huh. whacking his friends on the railroad. <laughs> and this was the entire image I had. And I now believe I have to draw this for. Mm-hmm. Our show. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. 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 <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Oh, he,
2: he definitely needs to make an appearance at the Cryptid, at Loveland Frog Show. Man. Yeah. Show, Loveland, it's... whatever show. Yeah,
1: <laughs> if you're making wow, more friends, man. thank you. <laughs>
0: Yes, there's there's a lot of dogman sightings, um, but we'll probably talk to people who have seen dogmen or height uh, look for them. Um, that's the place I,
1: to find them for sure.
0: Yes, so, but yeah, that's my story. And uh, excellent,
1: you can do it it's
0: for good. our listeners. If you have a dogman story, please send it our way. Yes, please. Hometown Haunted Mail at gnl.com.
1: I was going to say I would encourage people at the Frogman Festival to come up and tell us their ghost stories and cryptid mm-hmm. stories and UFO stories. Um,
0: Mm-hmm. oh yes 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 so okay, okay. jen
2: well just side note um i want to live in defiance i mean like how did they get that name defiance ohio what were they oh,
0: fort defiance yeah is oh, okay yeah fort defiance is there <laughs> and then defiance is just outside the fort so oh gotcha yeah i, that's don't, I don't know history <laughs> there's a lot of surprise forts there's even a few around maddie mm-hmm. oh yeah
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, Fort Thomas. That's <laughs> okay. Fort Thomas, Fort Lewis, those were really forts. Mm-hmm. Fort Hamilton. Those were really forts. Yes. Well, okay. Worse, so there was more. in early 1800s. Oh. In revolutionary.
1: There was, of course, civil. Yeah. 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 Um, but revolution, I mean, because uh, I, I don't know if we're all related to them, but I know I'm related to some of the people that I'm related to were Hessians that got. They fought in the Revolutionary War and got land in Ohio as payment. Oh, your family? Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. interesting. Of course, the I, I mean, there were 40 people that had the land, but <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> apparently
1: they didn't really worry about that.
0: No, um.
1: it was just a, smi- a minor detail. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. I, oh, man.
2: I mean, I guess how do you pay
1: your? Your generals so they, and your fighters and stuff. I don't know. Get land get, get get in Ohio. They belonged yeah. to other people, but they didn't really pay attention. Oh,
0: no. mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I just showed my stupidity. I don't know much about Ohio history. Well, even though I've lived here for a long time. Anywho, we didn't talk about Ohio and Missouri where I was growing up. Okay. That's Eugene true. the mummy. <laughs> In the late late 1920s, a middle-aged man traveled to a small town in Ohio looking for work. Instead, he died in a ditch on the side of a road, apparently of natural causes, and became a macabre town mascot. In Sabina, Ohio, a.k.a. the Eden of Ohio, the man was seen walking just outside of the small town, then found dead a few days later. The only information he carried with him was a slip of paper in his pocket, in a dollar 40. In 2023 money that is $24.30. I tried to look up 2024 but the calculator I used didn't go there yet. <laughs> yeah, too early in the year.
0: So he could buy a can of soup. Yeah. 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 Uh
2: so on the slip of paper was an address. Um 1118 Yale Avenue in Cincinnati. The Cincinnati police were notified, went to the address, and found nothing but a vacant lot, which, according to Google Maps, is still a vacant lot as of 2022. Uh, at a dead end, no, at a dead end, no pun intended. After speaking to a neighbor named Eugene, the unidentified man in Sabina was thus named Eugene. The Littleton Funeral Home in Sabina adopted Eugene in a sense. Embalmed him, dressed him in a suit, and laid him to rest on a couch in a shed behind the funeral home, on display for anyone who cared to pay Eugene a visit. For the next 35 years, Eugene Eugene spent his afterlife reclining on that couch, with the exception of a trip to Ohio State University, where he partied partied with the students. Halloween was also a fun time for Eugene. He would pay his neighbors a visit by taking a rest on their front porches. Uh, Initially, Eugene was put in the shed in hopes of someone identifying him, but after approximately 1.5 million visitors over the years, no one ever claimed him. In 1964, he was finally and permanently laid to rest in the Sabina Cemetery. His tombstone reads, Eugene found dead in 1928, actually 1929, but buried in 1964. And that is the story of Eugene the Mummy, and I forgot to name my sources again. So they were only in your state, uh, recordherald.com and friend of the podcast, the skeleton key chronicles, and mm-hmm. weirdus.com, which I, I thought was James, but it wasn't James. Well, no, it's um,
0: that's Mark and Mark. Yes. Who do yes. weird US? But they talked to James. James knows them.
2: Oh, okay yeah the font was the same so when i just saw the font i'm like oh that that must be jane's but wasn't yes website looks like a
1: lot of fun
0: can you hear my werewolves fighting in the background
1: a little no. bit not much yeah. okay I mean, these microphones are pretty good about not getting a lot of ambient noise
0: okay now well, anyway
1: well, i so thought eugene, I can't was believe eugene was put on a couch and this are, this is really like weekend at Bernie's. Oh. I mean, I wonder if that's where they got the idea. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like abuse of a corpse for over totally. many years. I mean, it, it, well, it, it's
0: why would you go and take him to a party at OU? Why you know how many tombstones ended up in Indiana University's pools back in the day that's from steps? Oh, I mean, I can believe. I can it's
1: believe. It's just
0: it. the stupid the kids college <laughs> kids drunk college kids yeah. and the shenanigans they get into they'll say hey have you heard about Eugene the mummy let's go see if he's up for a party tonight he's lucky he didn't lose any fingers or his arm
2: he did actually after <laughs> <laughs> he, he did you no! lose some fingers yeah but that's just because no he, was, he was decaying you know yeah. I don't know like who was putting them on the porches though like, were the people just breaking in and just
0: moving them from porch to porch? Probably. I, I don't know. That's a good one to look a little bit further into, but I don't know if anything would be written about them besides what we there. Had.
2: There wasn't much. Yeah. and Everything I read was pretty much, it was basically saying all the same things. And, like, I saw a little clip of an article that had some differing information, but I don't think it's important, really. So no, no one
1: ever was looking for someone? Like, they never were able to well i will
2: say it, it was anything he was a black man so mm-hmm. that might have had something to do with it maybe he mm-hmm. didn't have any family um to look for him or i don't know i mean it was hard to track people down back then
1: well it seems like i mean it, i mean even today you have people that disappear and are never seen again you know Very perhaps- true.
2: i've been this week i've been watching a show on in um ID Discovery, uh, and, and I'm sorry, Investigation Discovery? Yeah. It's a show called Disappeared, and it's all about people that have disappeared. And it's... It's crazy how people can disappear.
0: Oh, yeah. it's it, Some people, people have disappear, and some don't mean to, and disappear too well, some families,
1: Yeah, some families have falling outs. People mm-hmm. leave, mm-hmm. and they don't keep well, in, contact in and... Every single
2: case, they go... Like the family knows something's wrong. It's not mm-hmm. right, but they're forced to wait twenty-four to seventy-two hours. Sometimes that's
0: a lie. Now,
2: is it? it was missing reported immediately. They're not doing that. They're not. Not well. Okay, I will say the season I'm on was a few years ago. So, but so far, ups, it was like <laughs> I'm like, no, do not make them wait. They're dead already. <laughs> You know, and the line that cops always give, they're an adult. They have every reason and every right to disappear if they want to. And Mm that's true. It's just...
0: That's not what the cops said when I reported my mother missing on Thanksgiving. They immediately did a silver alert and looked for a car.
2: I think it depends on the situation. And, like, if you say, if I went missing, they would... Unless I had... specifically acted in a way that I intended to take my life or something that was so er erratic that you could tell I was in immediate danger and most of the time you can't because you don't know you just don't know they're just not there you know and it's unfortunately a lot of them are found deceased but they're found within a few years the ones that go decades without being found I And I don't think they'll ever be found. And it's just, it's very disturbing.
0: The -hmm. thing that's interesting is now, if Eugene, I don't know if they can extract DNA anymore from Eugene. He may be embalmed for too long Mm. and um, buried for too long uh, to be able to extract. But if there's still bone matter or like teeth that they can take it from... they could do a genetic profile on him mm-hmm. and potentially find distant relatives. Yeah. Just, it's just like what Paul holes in the golden state killer, that entire situation. But we're dealing with a person who was found, but their family is unknown. It's kind of the, yeah. re- it, it, well, it's kind of the reverse and similar in the same way. We're still trying to find distant relatives so we can at yeah. least assign a name. The boy in the box that was from Pennsylvania was just mm-hmm. discovered that way. They finally found his name and the situation that he was from. Oh, um, wow. He died. This is one of many boys in boxes. Uh-huh. Um, but this one is um, one. I think that came from like the mid sixties. It oh, was wow. a five-year-old boy who was found at a railroad depot in a box oh, my deceased and the town buried him. And he was just known as the boy in the box. And uh, they did a DNA profile on him and it was released last year mm-hmm. of what his name was and that he was the missing child of a family who never reported him missing. They really? they were, I don't yeah. remember the situation with the family, but they did not. And then the, the family the- do something. That is a good question, but now he has a name. So that's good. yeah, they See, could that's- do something similar with Eugene. It's just finding the funding for that yeah. now is the question yeah, so there's so money. many people now well
1: since he's so popular i could see that like every once in a while you see what wasn't there's something recently it was it uh you see they looked at something there was some sc- recently like something that was that would they uh, x-rayed something or and i can't remember the details <laughs> Um, so this was a very uninteresting story,
0: um, but but if, occasionally the audio behind about... it though is just chef <laughs> What What's it's the Dogs fighting over a yeti stuffed animal, <laughs> and, and this makes for great radio. Everyone, and this is great honey, actually. It makes farting noises. <laughs> so I mean, does, I, I it does. I wish I had been saying something more interesting. <laughs> I think you're right, Christina. The University of Cincinnati Anthropology Department did do scans and it was DNA like a, it was like wasn't
1: it a bur person? It was like half fish, half person. Like oh like yeah. A, was, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was like from one of those? Oh, there was
0: DNA tri- profiling done on some of the Mexican alien mummies. That was oh. done last year.
1: It yeah. was it was something like that where it was something I think it was it was like a it was something stitched together and it had been at one of those museums. Yeah. And uh or the whoever, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it confirmed it was fake. fake. It wasn't real. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I felt bad for the people that waited so long to be confirmed that it was, that was know, fake. But. Well, it's still fun to think Well, there cereal.
0: are unfortunately. <laughs> 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 On the similar note to Eugene, there are people's shrunken heads that are on display that were real and that need to yeah. be repatriated to mm-hmm. the n- nations that they were a part of. Yeah, the different parts of the world, and then there's also a lot of fake ones because yeah. that sounds like a fun trinket to sell at the side of a road. Did the- why? I wonder how I mean, many are on. I mean, end- even if they were fake, they were actually <laughs> made out of monkeys.
2: When I think of a shrunken head, I always think of um, Beetlejuice.
1: They had some at um, this exhibit at the museum center a few years ago. We got to go Mm -hmm. sketch them. And um, I think these were all on permission. Although, yeah, yeah, these were on permission. But there are a lot of, like, they just recently repatriated the remains in New Zealand of some uh, guy in Austria stole a bunch of, we've talked about it on the show before, some guy stole a bunch of skulls and, uh, dug them up of Maori people and put them in a museum in Austria. And um, he even wrote in his stones. journals, if they knew I was doing this, they would kill me. And then the the Maori people were like, we want our relative skulls back and Austria museum would not give them back. They said, Oh, well, they're on display here. We're not giving them back. And then finally they got a new young curator and the, and she had them returned.
0: Good. I'm glad Good. to hear that. It sounds like a lot of things that's happening with the Mutter Museum is um, how to display bodies appropriately. Mm -hmm. Do they have permission? Do they not have permission? Should these be returned? There's a lot of questions. But how did they get them in the first place? And then how did they get them? A lot of
1: it's very unscrupulous.
0: Yes. We've covered that in a body snatching episode previously.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not good. There Mm -hmm. used to
0: be
2: a place in. Great, I think it was Bradenton, Florida. It was called the Sea Hag, and it was this really cool shop that had all these weird, oddity things. And the guy that was running it had um, human skulls, and he showed us, showed me and Christine a picture of his shelf, mm-hmm. and I was just like, um, "How do you get those?" <laughs> and he's like, "Well, he was kind of cagey about it, but I, there is a market for that." Mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be able to buy. No. And Maybe I shouldn't have said that publicly. It's not there anymore. The shop's closed down and I don't remember his name, but he, he was kind of a cool guy. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, I, I suspect you're not the only person he told.
0: Yeah. Probably
1: not. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's even with the uh, taxidermy and pinned beetles or insects market, there are really cagey ways that some suppliers get their specimens so like i love skulls mm-hmm. but finding ethical ways that they were collected is oh. very hard because a lot of times the ethical ways to collect them like i have a bunch of cicadas and butterflies i collected them right after they died right so of natural causes usually on my patio right uh,
2: you're not like suffocating I'm, them in i'm not block. yeah yeah
0: <laughs> But because of that, they are not exactly the most beautiful examples, but mm. they don't need to be because yeah. I know what they look like when they were alive. Right. And I'm just yeah. I just have them with me here to kind of fawn over in a yeah, weird job way. You know, it, I don't like real dead things.
1: Did you shellac them? Do you put something over? Yeah, them? How do you keep I them mummified running?
0: them. So you do that by putting them on top of your fridge.
1: So because it's it's dry.
0: Sorry. Because it's dry. It's very dry. So uh, with the type of refrigerator I have, it pumps all the hot air Mm -hmm. that it's releasing into the back. And that comes back up and on the top. Mm
2: -hmm. So when you
0: this works for insects, it's not going to work for heftier things. Um, but, uncle um, killing your spouse's people. I, I was thinking of like hamster, fat, small dogs. Like that's not going to well. bird. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but small insects that have light bodies. This works. Um, but you just dry them out and by making them a mummy, they are preserved for longer. They will eventually fall apart mm-hmm. as we all do, mm-hmm. but, um, that by becoming a mummy, there's less bacteria to be eaten or oh, so you don't less decompose the for the bacteria to be eating. So yeah, they stay together a little bit could longer.
2: You, could you use a food dehydrator? I guess Probably. you could. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I don't know why not. You're just dehydrating organic material. Um,
2: what is it? Is it a food dehydrator that, Oh no, it's freeze dried. That will puff up the food and make it real crunchy like if you put a gummy in a freeze dryer at all.
0: I do not know. So Our listeners, if you know, please write weird.
2: in. <laughs> I know we're we're all over the place.
1: <laughs> we're into mummifying things and
0: Yeah. I have a well, lot of friends that mummy. like he was embalmed and then he sat out in a couch on a couch or at least in laid a shed, out shed for 40 years next to a window. That just feels so disrespectful and they it, probably thought it, it, does. it was funny. like Looking at photos of him, you could see Eugene's teeth have curled, or his lips have curled around his teeth. They really did, truly mummify him, mm-hmm. if they meant to or not, because they did. Uh, yeah, they did. Uh, well, they embalmed well, him first. Yeah, and then they, and then just leaving they, him out in the sun. It's not. Well, exactly they left driving. him out
2: initially so people could come and visit and hopefully identify him. Yes. But Then, for whatever reason, they just left him out there for thirty-five years.
0: Macabre interest, <laughs> and then. Maybe and, because he was black. I don't know the makeup of Sabina, so no, um, I don't either. But, so I don't, I can't. But yeah, yeah no they one would did mummify their, him.
2: Well, yeah, and I, th- I think if they he had a name and they knew where it came from, they wouldn't have done it.
1: Mm-mm, no,
2: but he just kind of appeared one day and then died, and they're like, "Well, what do we do?" Yeah, you know, and like today, even like they have Popper's grave still. Mm-hmm. for unidentified mm-hmm. or unclaimed people mm-hmm. and those are mass graves i just saw an article that they did a a, a burial in la yep. thinking, they do that every like year each give them a, a little sliver of their own don't put them all in there together yeah but i guess
0: that's too costly some and- bad news about the french catacombs yeah but uh it, <laughs> in a similar vein at the same time as eugene there was the man who was used as a halloween prop
1: that mm. they found in
0: a haunted house attraction yes um and i the his name is escaping me but it's the same time era so mm-hmm. this is very much that we did the history of uh roller coasters and amusement parks mm-hmm. this fits into that same time era where people were doing localized interest stuff yeah. The Halloween haunted houses, this would have been a local interest thing.
2: Was he a murder victim though?
0: Um the one that was found in the haunted house attraction, I don't remember off the top of my head.
2: They just didn't realize that he was real until later. They did
0: not. He was mummified like- so well that he fooled everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So- well, they,
2: you know they use real uh skeletons in movies. Yeah. Like Which if they're like, what's the easiest way to get a natural looking skeleton?
0: Get a natural
2: looking skeleton. I don't, not sure how they got them, but the yeah. one apparently yeah, the school's probably the ones in Poltergeist in the swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Those are real. I did not realize wow. that until. And then uh, recently.
0: rumor has it that in the original Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland. That they used real skulls and bones at the beginning when it opened in the 60s. But it has since been changed out. Except for the skull that's on the bed's headboard. Wow. Yeah. But that's just rumor. I don't know.
2: I want to know how... Okay, I understand wanting the realism. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I guess they get them probably from medical places right yeah i would think or like a a, a medical school or something because they use real skeletons but someone has to consent to give their body to that right
0: yes and also when you do consent to use your body for science those can get sold as we saw with the case of the woman who was sold to was it the u.s navy and then exploded and her son learned about this Mm -hmm. um a little bit later there is that case so just because you donate your body to science doesn't mean it gets intended used the way you thought no so this is all. different than organ donation though i will yeah, that. yeah.
2: but well i do <laughs> if we want to get grizzlier
0: <laughs> where's the Grisly story content I- warning everyone we've it. just been talking about mummies for the past 17 minutes
2: well i've yep. always kind of been fascinated by death and what happens to you after because i want to know i need to know
0: it gets gooey.
2: Well, yes, but I like the process, like what happens when you die? How do you get to the funeral home? And how do you, you know, like the whole process. So
0: depends on who you're with. I've been right, present what, for this process before.
2: Well, and what your 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 last wishes are if you have those written down.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, there was a funeral home. I can't remember where the name or the name of it, it was years ago. They were um Selling off bodies mm-hmm. illegally. Mm-hmm. The funeral home was. The funeral mm-hmm. home was. They were telling the 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 families that they were being cremated, mm-hmm. and then they would sell off the bodies. And this, for whatever stuck with me, this woman had to look through a, a medical catalog and found her father's head. Just as wow. Happened.
0: Yes, I remember this case.
2: Yeah, and I was just like. How did she know it was her father's head? Did she just recognize a picture of his decapitated head? Mm -hmm. Because they for medical conferences and stuff when they're trying out new techniques or whatever there's a catalog apparently Mm -hmm. that you purchase the parts from so you can Mm -hmm. learn the technique.
0: Mm -hmm. You need to practice somewhere and we haven't changed medicine that much since the 1800s.
2: But you need to get those legally <laughs> and not lie to the mourning families and then give them fake ashes mm-hmm. in an iPhone box. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, if you don't know, a full human body, cremated, does not fit in an iPhone box.
0: Mm-mm. It's this more like a
2: shoebox. Okay? Because I remember, my dad's ashes were about the size of a shoe, shoe box.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be perfect dust either, they're Mm-mm. still going to have bone fragments in it.
2: I also saw my dad's bones, yeah,
0: anyway. that's pretty cool. I couldn't dude. help myself, I had to open it. I did the same and then thing I was like,
2: You did that with your dad, too. Mm-hmm. I,
0: was I was like, like, like I, I had to look. I was like, So I, I opened yeah. the bag, I'm like, Look, it's part of dad. Like, I so, wasn't
2: that excited, I was just like.
0: Now oh, I've just horrified my entire extended family. Like any of them have listened yeah. to an episode of this.
1: Yeah. But and yeah. You're about to find out. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, also when he was um on display for his memorial service, because mm-hmm. he requested to be embalmed first and then cremated. Because yeah, he just yeah. had to have the whole expensive shebang. Yes, of course. Yes. Um I could, I could not, he had already prepaid for this package, so there was no way mm-hmm. I could fix that. Um But he was laid out. And I remember studying how he was embalmed. And one of my cousins came over. And is like, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I turned to them and said, they did a very good job on his makeup. And my cousin just looked at me really horrified. Actually, that is a common statement.
2: That's a common statement people make. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, but it's. I don't know if I've ever seen someone do a good job
1: on it. I mean, I always think it looks ghastly.
0: Well, this one, it the help of the pink lights that were next to him really mm-hmm. pulled a lot of mileage. You but know, they did a good job. This is going to be also for the squeamish. Go la 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 for about yeah. twenty seconds. They stuffed his face really well, so his face cavity was much more oh, useful, like much yeah. more alive mm-hmm. because he died of cancer and he looked really solid. Yeah. yeah, so you know my, my
2: grandparents. grandparents- looks good. I had a friend years ago, she was in her 20s that died in a car accident, and she just looked like she was sleeping.
1: Oh.
2: And yeah, every funeral I've been to that I've seen the body, they have always looked natural to me.
0: Mm -hmm. They've done a lot better with cosmetology. You
2: Um, know, my mom wasn't even at her own funeral. (laughs) We forgot to bring her ashes.
1: What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> totally forgot oops we had a picture of her though <laughs> she was there in spirit literally
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. christine was there and she said mom popped her head in for a minute rolled her eyes and left <laughs> which is totally my mother because she told yeah. us she didn't tell us and all she told us is she wanted to be buried and then put her someplace pretty mm-hmm. and right now she's still in my sister's cabinet I <laughs> so, it's really-
0: pretty? No,
1: Not pretty. Not pretty. Okay.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, it's a dark there. it's
2: a dark cabinet.
0: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Although I do have a little urn on my shelf mm-hmm. so she can keep an eye on me, I guess, but Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 it's oh my goodness, that's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's death is fun. Yeah, we we say very oh, sarcastically. Yeah, it's nasty. I will say definitely have your not just a last will and testament, but your desires for what you want done after you're, you've died, because your family has a very hard time making those decisions because yeah. there's a lot of gears in motion from yeah. multiple angles from like very pushy. There could be very pushy funeral home salesmen, not all of them. Yep. It depends on where, who you're using. Um, I remember <laughs> when yeah. um, my we knew that my dad was going to be cremated, but I remember going to the funeral home where he had was being taken care of and they were trying to upsell my mom on a casket that had carved fish on the sides for him to be buried in. Mm -hmm. And she was almost sold until I reminded her that he was being uh, cremated and would Um, not be in need of a casket. Yeah. Oh boy. Was that funeral seller salesman mad at me? Yeah. And I was just like, but this is the point. What are we going to do with this? I'm not yeah. using it. My mom's not using it. Yeah. Um, so it's I'm not going to it. You those can't reuse them. Hmm? Yeah. Sorry. You can't reuse them. No, you can't reuse them. So it, it's so there's that. So make sure this is just a PSA for those for the living. Make mm-hmm. your last desires known to your family. Write it down. Put it somewhere it's, where they'll find it. Don't called, hide it in a cookbook and then put that yeah. cookbook away
2: my grandma's was on her when it was in her freezer and my my mom and her aunts couldn't remember where they put it mm-hmm. where she put it but yeah it's called an if i when i die folder mm-hmm. it's got to have all like especially for me being single it's mm-hmm. got i i really need to do one because it uh all
0: my passwords in yeah, there that's
1: a, that's an important thing yeah getting all information so yeah. everything uh, figuring
0: that out for my parents was a terrible terrible detective mystery that took yeah. three years
1: i've heard yeah. that that happens to a lot of people that i've known it does
0: and it's worse yeah. when it's for bills and you can't pay them nowadays right. a lot of bills have um guest payment way so as long as you have the account number and everything you can go mm-hmm. in and pay it without mm-hmm. having the account login mm-hmm. yeah. but that's new um yeah. but also for everyone make sure that if you have pets Include them in yes. your will, your living yeah. will, so you know where they're going to go. Man, yeah. what is the sanctuary that's in Utah is a good one to send them to if you have no family that can take care of them? It's a large multi-acre pet um shelter. Aww. And uh yeah, it's it's, aw, it's so all my dogs are accounted for and there's even money yeah. set aside for their care. Nice,
1: so, that's smart. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it it's just just remember about your pets, especially yeah. if you have long-living tortoises or types of birds. Mm-hmm. Or 20-year-old
2: cats, who knows when mine's going to when Betsy's going to go shit. Mm. Yeah. She's still chugging along. Um mm-hmm. also, uh if I die folder or if I disappear folder that has identifying marks uh so you can be easily identified in case mm-hmm. you need to be. Mhm. Yeah. So
1: Stars that's our that's a public service announcement today. First
2: yeah. Have I done any of this? No. But mm-hmm. after watching this uh, disappeared show for the past couple of days, it's just like, wow. Yeah. You know, because so many times they don't, they're like, oh, we found this, this body. It could be this person. And then it's not. And then the family just has to keep going over that over and over mm-hmm. and over. And I just, I just can't.
0: I can't. Wow. Well, on that cheery note, if you're still with us. <laughs> we have a hometown haunt. We have a hometown Sorry, haunt. I am morbid.
1: <laughs> Jen, we are the queens of morbid. I know. Well, this, this is, is a show called Hometown Haunt. Yeah. Yes.
2: Well, yeah. you know what? And people need to know these things. I know people Ooh. don't like to think about it, but just educate yourself. Yeah. It okay. it can make your life easier. That's it, all I'm it saying. It makes
0: it easier for your family, too. Yeah. So, Christina. You have a hometown pot this
1: year. Yeah. And this one is actually one that we collected a long time ago, but we have not read it yet. So um, I was excited to find this one. So this is from Nicole. And it says As a very young child, I was always afraid of sleeping by myself. I needed night lights or lamps. And sometimes I would need my mom or dad to fall asleep on the side of my bed so I would feel safe enough to fall asleep myself. I lived in a very big house, so at night there were plenty of dark nooks and crannies that my mind went with. So how much trouble I had sleeping that my mom and dad would quietly crack open my bedroom door and peek around the corner into my bedroom to see if I was asleep. My eyesight was terrible, and still is, but it was always a relief to see their blurry silhouette watching over me. If I caught them in the dim lamplight, I would call their name and the response would be a hush, don't worry, we were just checking in. Go back to sleep, it's okay. And then that would be the end of it. I was maybe seven or eight and I was having trouble sleeping one night. My nightlight was on and it was silent through the house. I held my stuffed seal tight and eventually went back to sleep. Only to wake up again at some point late at night when I opened my eyes, I saw my mom's thin silhouette leaning past the corner, peering at me. Mama, I had called, but she didn't respond, which I found strange. I couldn't see or read her face from the comfort of my bed. Mama, I called again, confused. I blinked and she was gone. The next morning, while she was making breakfast, I asked her, Did you check on me last night? Yes, I wanted to make sure you were asleep, was what I was expecting to get, but my mom shook her head and wrinkled her brow. No, I was asleep all night. Are you sure? I saw you poke your head in my room. No, I didn't get out of bed at all. It happened twice more. Once again, my mother and once my father, where I called out to them, I got no response. I blinked and they disappeared. For whatever reason, despite being terrified that there were a vampire under the flight of stairs or a raptor in the basement, these encounters never bothered me. I shrugged them off and went back to sleep, figuring my parents were just acting weird. It wasn't until I grew up and was in college that I learned that what I had witnessed was not my parents, but perhaps a doppelganger of them. I know I hadn't been dreaming. My dreams were never so mundane as a kid. I still think about these counters encounters
0: from time to time. So what do you think about that, cat? I was, as you were reading it, I was like, sounds like somebody has a doppelganger. <laughs> <laughs> and then That's she cool. mentions it at the very end. Two doppelgangers. Yeah, well, She saw her parent, both parents.
1: Oh, yeah. I was checking up on her.
0: Yeah. Thank you, first, Nicole, for submitting this story. It's wonderful and delightfully spooky. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. And uh, a doppelganger could have pretended to be both the parents so not necessarily two different ones it could be one spoofing the parents at two different times Um, for what purpose though so I will say from all the accounts of doppelgangers I've collected and remember I've seen one too so this is coming from personal experience as well Um, people who have seen doppelgangers have never actually been hurt by one so they seem to just mimic people that they see frequently and when i talk to the different docents and people who volunteer for the mansfield reformatory up in mansfield ohio doppelgangers are something that they see frequently and have been witnessed frequently by guests who go and they actually have a very positive way of interpreting what's happening, which is the spirits love the docents and the people who visit frequently so much that their only way to really express, I love you or thanks for what you're doing is to pretend to be them to help other people. So I don't believe that. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I've never gotten an account where a doppelganger did something bad. Shocking. Yes. But they've never done anything bad, and this is quite lovely. This is a spirit who is checking in on this kid, on Nicole as a child, and doesn't want to scare them. So they're I'm pretending sure to be I didn't parent. want to suck her life force out while she was sleeping. I am sure that is not happening because Nicole, okay. for what I know, is <laughs> still here, still alive on this earth, and we don't need a Ouija board to contact Maybe she's her. She's a changeling, a changeling, changeling. She's changeling. a changeling. Change. Wing. A chicken wing? Change a,
1: wing. a changeling. The face is a A changeling. Her. <laughs> a changeling <laughs> isn't that a fae thing? That's like a fairy. Yeah.
0: Thing. Yes.
1: Yeah. The fairies okay. take you off into the woods and replace you. Uh, I mean uh, this was a version of you. I, I
0: don't think so. Okay. I I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, um, I
1: mean I, I think that you know it it, it could be You know, could it be maybe even a relative that could have been, too? Because Um, the the idea that she wasn't scared when she saw it, you know, and didn't freak out, could mm -hmm. have been meant it it was just a relative, too. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, and that's also very possible. Um, Yeah, it could have been a like you said a relative that if you're not you don't have your glasses on they look really similar they're not going to answer the way that you normally expect it could have been just a family member popping in too you're right yeah so now um,
2: if i saw someone peeking at me through my bedroom door i would freak the f
1: out well (laughs) that's why it was appearing as her mom and dad yes
0: And, and and i think this is a big Show of affection and love. I don't think it was meant to be ever scary. So. Well,
1: the the okay. idea that she was always having trouble sleeping, perhaps it was mm-hmm. somebody helping her parents out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying. To Are accomplish. they
1: kind of like children just playing? Because like the one at
2: the uh, the Marietta place we went to, they said they had one that would just kind of mess with the people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> remember that story. The doppelgangers. Yeah. yeah, they just they like to mess with people, um, mm-hmm. and. They, they kind of remind me a lot of the djinn, where uh-huh. they're a spirit or an entity that likes to just mess with people because mm-hmm. it can. And That will um,
2: probably be me when I die. Yes.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, you're just going to turn into a doppelganger, Jen. You'll just pretend to be everyone. Okay, then I'll, I'll
2: be fine with that, and I'm going to scare the shit
0: out of people. There we go. Now we know what's happening in the afterlife with you. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. There no, was a good story. Yeah, yes, that was a very you. good story. Oh.
0: all right so for more fun stories like tonight you can find us on spotify and itunes please take a moment to rate and review us so that the algorithm will connect us to other spooky lovers just like yourself also uh, if you have ghost stories urban legends ufos cryptid stories from your neck of the woods please share them at gmail.com, just like nicole did and we will read them on the air and uh Jen will promise to become whatever's haunted you in the afterlife. So uh, you can also follow us at Cincy Cabinet of of Curiosities on Instagram and our Facebook group, Hometown Haunts. So for myself, Christina, and Jen, Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you next week.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.